Welcome to the wrestling podcast that's not just for wrestling fans. This is Smark and Friends on the Two Finger Guns Club Network. My name is Zach and I'll be your host. Call him the punk hunk, call him the weirdo hero, call him Ravenous. I am welcoming West Coast's Ravenous Randy Myers to the show today. Randy's an absolute vet. He's been working for 20 years in the wrestling scene, uh, but... He's about a year removed from wrestling right now for obvious reasons, which sucks, but it hasn't stopped Randy from being busy. Downtime in the wrestling scene has afforded this absolute creative force of nature the time to double down on his interest in stand-up comedy. He's kept busy with live shows, uh, particularly stand-up in front of a Zoom audience, uh, so we gab about all that, and we also chat at length about his web series, uh, The Weirdo Hero, and what drove him into creating the series. We talk about that and so much more. I have been eager to share this conversation all week, and I'm going to do so right after these messages. Hello, hello, ladies, gentlemen, and everything in between. This is your Rocket Man speaking, Connor Speak, flying back in to let you guys know that Rocket Man Explores Season 2 is on its way. This particular season, we're going to be looking at the subject of artificial intelligence, one of the many world-ending scenarios that is eventually going to creep up on us once the plague has finally had its way, so we might as well start talking about it now before an army of Arnold Schwarzeneggers takes us all down. If you want to get the scoop of when everything's coming out, please follow us on Twitter at RocketmanTFGC. Join us. I hope to see you there. It's going to be a good time. And we are back. Joining me from all the way across Canada from the West Coast, Ravenous Randy Myers. Dude, how you doing tonight, man? I'm doing spectacular, darling. How are you? I'm doing okay. I'm doing absolutely okay. Mad, thank you so much for taking the time to do the podcast tonight. Really appreciate this. Of course. Thank you so much for reaching out. Yeah, of course. You know, once again, I have to thank our good friend, uh, Spencer Love. He's just like the, he's become a uh, bit of the glue between me and the West Coast connection of the Canadian indie wrestling scene. And, uh, you know, I'm glad to be friends with him. Glad he's putting me in touch with such amazing people. And uh, dude, I'm very excited to be chatting with you tonight. Spencer, the liaison love, I think. <laughs> We're going to, he's got to get that on a t-shirt, man. Otherwise, like, you know, he's yeah. just... <laughs> leaving money on the table. Exactly that. Exactly <laughs> that. Pro wrestling cheese is begging for it. <laughs> Dude, uh, like, it's so strange that this question has kind of devolved into small talk. Uh, but that's the world we live in now. How are you holding up in the uh, grand pandemic that is, you know, what we're living through? Oh, gee, sure. Sh- uh, short answer is, yeah, I'm, I'm doing okay. I'm trying to make it work. It's been hard, obviously, as it's been on so many people. But like, being away from wrestling for the first time and like I've been wrestling for 20 years. And so this mm-hmm. is the longest I've gone without shows in that 20 years, like by far, uh, not like injury, like everything, counting everything. I've never been away from the ring this much. So it's like, it's really weird. It's like, I'm, that's such a big part of me that I feel like I'm like, I phantom limb syndrome almost like not to be, to take away from anyone else's ailments, but like, that feels like I'm missing a part of me. No, I get that. Absolutely. We're all like so removed from large parts of our routines and our passions and you know this that or the other it's a it's a strange environment but like while i haven't seen any dates announced like i'm kind of like starting to get a sense that uh bc wrestling might start picking up like i'm seeing eccw being a little more active on twitter without really uh announcing any dates or anything like that are you hearing any rumblings uh what's going on it seems like there's a, like a couple rumblings. I don't know. I haven't. I think people are being fairly cryptic. I don't think anyone's really announced anything like uh, cement yet. I think mm-hmm. I've heard, like I said, a couple things here and there 
from some promotions, but nothing really that I can confirm or deny or anything like that at this point. I think that we'll probably see some stuff popping up in the summer, but there's a whole lot of like the scenes in Western Canada are a little bit murky right now and, okay. and messy. So it'll be very interesting to see where people kind of go and if any new promotions start up or like what, like it still feels like it's a new world kind of opening up. So I feel that there's a lot of people that are thinking it's going to be the world going back to like it was on pause. We're just going to be going back to the routine, but there's been so many social changes and things brought up during that, like this time during quarantine where we've had time to reflect on things that I think it's time for a change. And I think we're hopefully going to see that. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I, th I think that's like a very good assessment. A lot like I'm probably guilty of that myself too, just expecting things will hopefully go back to normal. And um, you know, maybe it's, it's probably more optimistic than is actually actually reasonable, but that certainly resonates. And I doubt uh, I'm alone in that. Like as we progress to a new normal, we can only hope for the best. You know, well, like I, mean, a lot I of want the best, obviously. And I want the new. Of normal. course, I just feel like I don't know what that new normal is going to be, and it could be even more wonderful than we've ever imagined. I've never been one for normal, so I'm willing <laughs> to embrace the weird. So yeah, I'm willing to take on what it is. I just don't know what that is yet. It's like I found an egg. And I don't know whether it's going to be a dinosaur or whether it's going to be a wee little baby bird. <laughs> there's a there's a quote I came across on your Instagram actually while I was uh, doing my research. I forget the exact quote, but the spirit of it was like, "When the going gets weird, then the weird get pro." Yeah, yeah, you got something like that. Yeah. <laughs> I adore that. I adore that very much. So you haven't done like any wrestling these like the, like the past like eighteen months. Not even like an empty arena show or taping or something like this. Nothing like that. I did a promo contest last summer. And that was as close as I've come to anything that would be like truly wrestling related. Um, I've been like, still like my mind's been constantly like the gears never stop turning. And I've had like a lot of conversations with people involving wrestling and just kind of looking at it from different avenues. But no, there hasn't been any like no suplexes thrown from this fella. <laughs> Saved a couple. Uh, what's the term clock uh, notches on your bump card? Yep, exactly. Apparently, I don't know. I don't know. I think mine should be up years ago, so I don't know what's up with that. <laughs> While you wait for wrestling shows to, to get going again, uh, you have been keeping busy lately, though, with stand-up comedy. Tell me a little bit about that. Stand-up's always been something that I've had, like, a super passion for. Like, it's one of those things I discovered at a very young age, like, watching, like, old, like when I would be at home alone or whatever, or on a Saturday morning when my parents would be sleeping, I tuned into, like, old A&E, and they'd have, like, you know, like improv 88 or like Carol, Caroline's comedy and like these things that these shows and these young comedians. So it's the thing I like hooked onto at a very young age and like always really like, like these are the people I looked up to. I felt they were so wise and like underappreciated for like their social commentary and stuff like that and how they were able to like make this social commentary go down so smoothly with like laughter and stuff like a spoonful of sugar to make the medicine go down. <laughs> and I just like, from a young age, I really like connected with that. And then the more and more like I grew up, the more the other things I connected to, I noticed that they were always comedy related or had somebody that did some stand up or so it was always something I wanted to do, but wrestling being so all encompassing. And I think it's, which is what I love about it. It takes so much out of you and so much focus that I didn't have time to dedicate myself to something else. So this time with like off away from the ring, I just got all this energy um, uh, and I had to go somewhere. So I took this opportunity to like jump on the stage, which is 
equally as terrifying as going in the ring, if not more so. <laughs> and it, it's just, it's really cool. It's definitely something that I want to continue after. Like I've met some really great people in it. It's so akin to wrestling. Like so many comedians love wrestling. So many wrestlers love comedians. I feel like there's just uh, between all entertainers, basically, there's this like kinship. So I think the skills can be crossed over and I want to continue doing that because my bump card, bump cards exist, but I don't know whether like, like, you know, punchline cards exist, right? <laughs> I think those ones, uh, they have a longer shelf life than uh, than being tossed around uh, an 18 by 18 wooden framed uh, canvas. Exactly. Like, oh, no one wants to see a 50-year-old me in spandex. Well, somebody <laughs> might, but. <laughs> you're keeping in shape, man. You're, you're going to be in good shape in your 50s. That's what I'm hoping for. I'm hoping to be that guy in the gym that you look at and you're like, Either he's in really great shape and he's 50 or he's in like he's in really rugged shape and he's 20. <laughs> I'm reminded of uh, John Mulaney. Like that tall child looks horrible. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Uh, one recent comedy event you've been a part of was the uh, New and Blue Mondays from Comedy to Go. What makes this cool is this is actually done, if I'm understanding this correctly, done live over Zoom. Yep. So, yeah, what's that experience like? It's, it's wild because, like, I, it's the first time where, like, some people, you have to have the screen turned on, right, and to hear, and their mics turned on to have them interacting with you, to have it more like a real comedy show. A lot of people will, like, leave their cameras off and their mics off because they've got kids in the background or whatever. So you're kind of playing <laughs> to, like, a dead audience sometimes oh, okay. where it feels like that there's nobody appreciating it. And then, so I remember I did one show where I had a bunch of friends come and they all have their own lives going on. So they were trying to be considerate and left their cameras off. And I just felt this hit of depression afterwards when like I wasn't getting the quote unquote pops that I'm used to getting from performing. And then afterwards my phone lit up with all these like, you did great, this is amazing, thumbs up. And so it's really weird to be using like technology uh, as a replacement for that kind of reaction I'm used to getting. So it's sure. hard, but it's kind of a, it's a cool to play with different mediums and there's always pluses and minuses to everything and having shows to like do, I want to thank Comedy to go so much for that. Like they've let me do so much like Susie Rossum, who's the like promoter there. She's incredible and like been really like encouraging to me and like, let me become her door person and stuff like that. So like things that I thought were like things I, in another world, you know, I thought maybe I'm a wrestler. This is my world. I'll never get to do these other things. But then my wrestling got put on hold. So I got to try it, these other things. Was Susie your foot in the door? Yeah, she was definitely. Um, yeah. So I'd done some improv beforehand, but she was definitely my stand up foot in the door. Okay. Very cool. You've already done like, if I'm not mistaken, two of the uh, new and blue Mondays. Is this going to be a monthly event going forward for a little while? I think so. I think as soon as soon as live events come, they might lessen, but I think it's kind of, um, you know, the nicotine patch for now, as it were. <laughs> Eloquent comparison. Uh, what's what's missing live audience reaction more, comedy or wrestling? It's to me like performance is the same. You know what I mean? Like you need like it's a it's an ebb and flow you give and, and take, you know what I mean, from the audience and. I, like I really love having improv as a tool in my belt because all, so many of my favorite moments in the ring or on the stage or in any performance have been those moments that you couldn't plan for. And so often those involve the fans and the way they're reacting or like they started chanting this or that or 
you know, they maybe even see something that you don't see in yourself and they'll start chanting that or mention it. And just like, whoa, the light bulb comes on and that evolves your character or you hear somebody say something in the audience about a joke or it comes at you from a different angle from it. And you're like, oh, opens the door. So just like that kind of working with, it's like your art is kind of ever evolving and kind of it's not stationary where like you take, you make this thing and then you bring it in front of a live audience and then it morphs in front of you because of their contribute, because the fans contributing. So it's rad. When I was looking up like some of your comedy posts, uh, like the posters that your your name has appeared on for stand-up comedy, sometimes you appear as Randy Myers, but other times you appear under your shoot name. Are these like two different sets? Are these like two different styles of comedy that you do? Or is this just like, uh, you know, you're built differently sometimes than whoever you feel in the day of no rhyme well, or reason? That's a great question. Um, so the last one was my first one working for Susie that I've been booked as Randy. And that was just like a mishap on her side where she just advertised me as that. But I realized a while ago that when I first started doing stand-up, I thought I'd try and come up with a new way to present myself or another side to present myself. And then when I did that, it didn't feel authentic. And I'm like, I've worked 20 years to become authentic in the ring. Why am I looking for a different version of authenticity? So her doing that kind of felt like a like it meant to be. So I think Randy's like, that's my on stage. That's just, it feels just cleaner if, to be, you know, one thing on stage. Um, there was originally two different sets, but then I was like, not having as much fun as I was when I got booked. I got booked on another show as Randy and they wanted me to be Randy. So I came in and was like full on and that felt like so much more me. So it was just as much as that's weird, but Randy's, it's kind of like drag. You know what I mean? Where it feels like <laughs> that's an extension of me and it's me with all the like over the top stuff with all the like whipped cream and cherry on top and the icing and the sprinkles and all that stuff that I absolutely love. And I just, that's the me that I like to present. So okay. I'd say Randy going forward is who I am. Right on. Uh, any shows near future coming up? I don't think I got anything in the books right now. Um, I'm sure like stay tuned to comedy to go up. Um, they're always posting shows and I'm going to hopefully get on one of those soon. There's also um, like the comedy ring, which has like kind of a wrestling based theme, which is out of Vancouver and they're going to be running shows. I'm sure as soon as they're like safely able to do so. So there's lots of things coming up. Beauty. Now, dude, I am late to this party, but I'm glad I finally got here because I just uh, discovered your web series, uh, The Weirdo Hero. And holy shit, I freaking love this, man. I binged it so quickly. I don't make a lot of time to watch uh, TV or anything uh, lately because there is no time, but I had to like watch this start to finish. I was absolutely hooked. Uh, you co-wrote, you started in this. Dude, it's your project. Uh, your words. Give us the elevator pitch about the Weirdo Hero. Okay, Weirdo Hero is the story of a professional wrestler, a local professional wrestler who's reached kind of like the peak of the lo local wrestling scene and thought that becoming champion would kind of answer all of his woes in life and like be a cure for his depression. And then he wins the championship and he realizes that that didn't solve anything. That there's more to life than just wrestling or that he needed to deal with his issues that were outside of the ring and wasn't going to be able to solve them inside the ring. Okay. I understand that this series was uh, partially based on your own experiences with depression. Like why did you decide to, to open up uh, on the subject through the medium of film? Well, so the story is I, I was leaving wrestling. I'd had some struggles with depression and it was actually like, I'd realized that 
I was trying to answer some problems that Theo, my shoot name, was having with Rand with Randy in the ring, and that wasn't going to ever fix it. So I needed to take some time away from the ring. So I kind of went out in the ring, and for the first time, wasn't talking like this and doing a promo like I'm <laughs> talking like a promo. And I was trying to like be sincere and telling the fans that have been there for me that like that what I was suffering with and my depression and that I was going to take some time off from wrestling. And then after that, uh, one of the, re I got like so much outpour from the fans of people that were also suffering or people that understood or like more than I ever felt that I would or expected. I was just telling them why I was leaving and wanted to be sincere, um, why they wouldn't be seeing me on shows for a while. And then when a fellow wrestler came up to me, he was at that show and told me how much that hit home with him. And then we went out to Danny's and plug and uh, we talked about maybe pitching it as a short film. And then we came together with an incredible director. We were lucky enough to find Ryan Curtis who had just come off working on Supernatural. And so, and he had all these great connections and that's why that film looks so freaking beautiful. And yeah, we, we came together as a team and we pitched it, uh, we pitched it to a festival and they turned us down. And then we went to Indiegogo and then we asked fans for money and then if they would help and support this project and they were really supportive and then we were able to make it happen, which is pretty rad. And yeah. And I couldn't believe it. Like it was, again, I was trying to like, just tell my story to the fans in this one quick promo, but then it turned into so much more. And then making movies has always also been something on my bucket list. So to have somebody come up and give me these, like this opportunity, I was very stoked on. Yeah, dude, it, it's a beautiful series. Like, I, I can't sing its praises enough. I'm surprised that more people in the wrestling scene haven't seen it because Twitter, don't get me wrong, can be like the most toxic, heinous shithole of a place. But there's a lot of people who, like, who through wrestling are very open about their uh, their struggles with mental health and whatnot. And it's interesting that wrestling has kind of become like this um, very unlikely... Uh, support group for lack of mm -hmm. a better term and i feel like your film your the web series just hits all the notes uh of what i see through wrestling fans who are you know looking for that support they like almost daily uh, if you could speak to the people who haven't seen the film or or like even just like a message of of support through through difficult struggles through depression and mental health what would you want to say to them jeez oh, uh there's not <laughs> just one answer and I mean that that's not just one answer, like there's different answers for every person, but then mm -hmm. there's also many answers for us as well. So it's like a puzzle. Like it's not just gonna be one thing like medication that's just gonna fix everything. It's not gonna be just therapy that's gonna fix everything. It's not gonna be winning a championship belt that's just gonna fix everything. It's a combination of finding really what works for you, like different forms of therapy. Working out is therapy. Doing things you love is therapy. Being around people that you know, push your mind in a positive way is therapy. You know what I mean? Meditation. There's so many different keys to a proper diet. What could be messing us up? Like I think of us as almost a beaker, like a science beaker. And then our, like what happens to us in our lives or like whether it's on underneath a Bunsen burner or what's put into it is our food and our diet and our experiences and all these things. So we're all different and it's, creates different properties that need to be handled differently. So I would just say, I know that was kind of complicated, but 
remember that like not all the things that are going on in your head are true. There's a lot of anxiety that's lying to us in our brains. And just remember that if you love somebody and they love you and they support you and they believe in you, then maybe you should believe in you too. Because if you respect this person and they believe in you and you respect their opinion, well, then you should believe in you. I don't want to spoil anything because I really want to encourage people to see this film, but you took me back to the, the very end of the last episode and uh, oh, yeah, that's uh, you, you hit home uh, with that. And thank you for sharing that with us uh, with us today. You're a creative guy, Randy. Like, do you have any more films in that in that brain of yours right now? Too many. Too, Too many. many. <laughs> yeah, like daily, I'm thinking of different ideas and stuff like that. And I say that I have like ADHD and OCD, which is, makes it really hard for me to pay attention to the things that I'm obsessed with. <laughs> right. So, like, that's kind of where I stand. Some days where I'm like, I'm thinking of all these ideas, and then hard for me to lock in on one of them but yeah there's definitely more to come okay okay no time frame for for uh for something like that just yet Jeez, though like well i'm really I'm I... secretly working on something right now um oh. yeah that's just it would be more of a short but yeah there's always things i've done some stop motion as well that you can find on my instagram account and i've got like another plan for a puppet show that'll be coming out in october to be part of a calgary a festival out of calgary so yeah there's all sorts of still stuff that i've got like different was it pots on the fire and but i'm spinning too many plates but i don't know i've got too many oars in the water or i don't know never count your chickens before they hatch <laughs> in my notes somewhere i've i've used the turn of phrase spinning plates uh so yeah that's a that's one of them for sure <laughs> Now, speaking on more of your work in film, uh, you've been a part of some very cool fan films as well, especially for a comic book fanboy such as myself. Uh, you worked on with Brady Roberts on his fan films about Nightwing, and most notably, you played the character of Anarchy in uh, Nightwing Prodigal. Uh, are you a comic book fan yourself? I am a comic book fan, but I always led towards more of the like, alternative comic books and stuff like that, which is kind of like odd considering wrestling's more like superheroes and stuff like that but i was always like that alternative like that one wall of alternative comics that had like the weirdest grotesque pictures on the front mm -hmm. i was always really drawn to that like our crumb and like hate comics and things like that that were kind of like under the kind of the radar was always kind of more my thing but i definitely love all forms of comic books and batman's my ultimate favorite hero so must have been fun to put your spin on the character of Anarchy. Totally. Definitely was. And when Brady offered me the character, it was like really touching because it felt like, oh, you know me. You see me. That's me. <laughs> yeah, you, I definitely saw a lot of uh, Randy Myers in the portrayal of, uh, I mean, granted you were wearing a mask, but I was like, if, if I didn't know, I wonder if I would have known. Yeah, yeah, I appreciate <laughs> that. I appreciate that. <laughs> weirdo hero uh randy myers uh thank you so much for joining me on the podcast today before i let you go please let the audience know where they can follow you on social media you got a great social media feed and anything else you want to plug like just i'm plugging take care of yourself taking a moment you know what i mean to relax and like be grateful for things and you know, count your blessings and realize wrestling's going to be back soon and it's going to be better than ever. And I'm excited to see what Canada has in store. You know, like I, if I could leave you with one thing, I want to leave you with that. I propose that pro wrestling should become our national sport. Oh, sign me up.
Boom. Who's a bigger <laughs> rock star? Who's a bigger star than Bret Hart? Who's a bigger rock star from Canada than Chris Jericho? Think about these people. Let's make this happen. I always think of Neil Young as music's Bret Hart. So I think you might be onto something. We're there, right? Like, that's what I'm saying. No offense to lacrosse. I have full respect for lacrosse. <laughs> <laughs> so this mean you don't have any um oh what's the word um uh any dogs in the fight over the uh, the stanley cup playoffs sorry i don't no 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 no, no, no. no. totally no. fine me neither no. like i'm not a hockey guy but uh you know people around me are uh, in montreal right now are happy so i'm happy for them and that's great but uh i love yeah. energy you know what i mean i love being at a live event where everyone's like buzzing kind of no matter what that is and i been at sporting events and felt that same live energy for me it's performing but for other people it's sporting events so you know absolutely safe. and before we got carried away did you oh. even get to the social media handles no i didn't um <laughs> i'm i'm at ravenous randy on twitter i'm randy myers on facebook i'm at the weirdo hero on instagram yeah that's where you can find me beauty thank you so much for joining us tonight friend Oh, and you can find my web series on YouTube. Uh, the Weirdo Hero web series is on YouTube, all five parts. And if you watch it and like it, send me a message. And if you watch it and hate it, don't. <laughs> that was Randy Myers joining me for a great conversation on stand-up, The Weirdo Hero on YouTube, and much more. Friends, like I said, I cannot recommend The Weirdo Hero enough. Beautifully filmed, great message, and most importantly, great story. Uh, you know that I like to share wrestling content with uninitiated fans, and this is very much the kind of content that I love to share with people. Please check it out, whether you're a fan, whether whether you are not, really great show. Weirdo Hero found on YouTube. Uh, Randy, once again, man, it was an absolute blast talking to you, and we absolutely must do this again sometime. I cannot wait to see Ravenous Randy back in the squared circle, and I know that I'm not alone. Uh, if you want to follow me on social media, you can do so on Instagram at smark.mouth. You can follow the podcast at Smark and Friends on Twitter. You can also follow TFGC, the Two Finger Guns Club, on Facebook. That's where you're going to find the Facebook page for all of the TFGC content that of course includes Smark and Friends, it includes Rocketman Explorers, Foulmouth, and more. Uh, thanks for listening. We are back next week. Till then, friends. This has been a Two Finger Guns Club production. Pew, pew.